Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. It is a celebration. It is a celebration situation here on FSR because we got a champion in the house. Brady Quinn, congratulations to the entire family. Yeah. Jack Johnson, your brother-in-law, yeah. a Stanley Cup champion with yeah. the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Congrats. Yes. Yeah, Congrats. I obviously didn't do anything other than just, uh, you know, sit there and kind of watch the whole thing. But I'll tell you this much. It is uh, It's one of the most surreal things. For, for people, I mean, obviously this team to me from watching this year was the best all year. And then I feel like when you when you go and actually um, kind of break down Jack's story, that's what makes it crazy. I mean, he made the team this year on a PTO, a player tryout, and ended up obviously having one of his best seasons. Uh, that being said, still didn't get the chance to start once they got in the playoffs. And it took an injury for him to then get back up in the starting lineup. And, and after that, the, the rest is history. So for a guy who's... Played a thousand games now, which is a very, very rare thing for uh, an American-born defenseman, and now have the chance to in that same season hold up the Stanley Cup. It is one of the greatest stories in my mind that I've ever heard in sports. So, um, congrats to the Avs. Congrats uh, to Jack. Congrats to uh, all those guys out there who helped, uh, and, and all the men and women who helped make it possible in their organization. But it was, it was. I mean, honestly, I got a little emotional about it, guys, just because I, I know everything. He's been through, and just even watching kind of the ups and downs of the season, it was pretty cool to see him hosting the, the cup up last night. 
I mean, they were awesome. they were the team. Yeah. That you thought that the Lightning could possibly try to make a series of it, try to climb back in, but man, on a personal note, I mean, that's just got to be, you know, my brother-in-law, shots out to him. He's nursing a, a surgically repaired patella tendon. Um and he's in our school our school system helping out these these kids, these young children every day. So, shots out to him, but I don't have any I have no in-laws that are winning Stanley Cups or having the chance to play for Super Bowls or anything like that. Like it, it's just amazing to have so much success and talent in one family. Like that's that's got to be a super cool feeling. I mean, I know how I feel about guys that I'm close with that have a ton of success and winning and stuff like that. I couldn't even imagine if it was, you know, a brother-in-law or a sister-in-law that was having that type of success. So I'm jealous, um, tad bit jealous. Not going to take anything away from my in-law, my one in-law, but I am a, I am super jealous. I got to say it. it. It is a unique family of experiences, yeah. right? You know, AJ was a part of a Packers team that won a Super Bowl. Uh, my wife, Alicia, has obviously been to the Olympics in Beijing and has won world championships. And then now Jack's got a Stanley Cup. It's pretty cool. I'll that's tell you awesome. this much. I don't know when he gets the cup and when that's happened. I'm going to be there for that. Oh, I, will, I will be drinking from that cup or <laughs> nice. cereal or something. I yeah. was drinking from a cup this this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cup was that? Hey, man, it's the first time I've thrown up literally in over a decade. Oh, off booze? Wow. Okay. Did uh, you throw I'll up because do- of drinking? All right. So you, it was. It de- and I mixed. I mixed Te- tequila and and cervezas. Was, it, was there hu- uh, hookah involved? Or? Oh, no, there was on, no. What cigars, a rookie, no man! Hookahs, did, no. Did, I know. <laughs> hold on, you <laughs> said tequila and and cervezas. Yeah, they go did together. You have beer? Did you have beer before the liquor? Yeah, that's beer. Cervezas. Like beer. I was. There's a saying: beer before liquor. Yeah, been sicker. Well, you're right because I I was about ten in. I was about ten brews in. <laughs> ten. I was in my backyard. We were in the backyard. We were all in the backyard hanging out, growing up time. And then and then there were shots of tequila that, that were ensuing. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. That's a wrap. My stomach, hey, my stomach got so off. What it kind was, of tequila was it though? All right, so the first one, what's what's the clear bottle with the agave leaf on it? Like it's it's like bougie tequila. I forget what it's called. I don't. I don't know. I forget Patron? what it's called. No, nah, it's not Patron. It's like, it's more. I, I don't. Oh, I the expensive stuff. Uh, Jose Cuervo. No, no, no. It wasn't yeah. Cuervo. We had eighteen hundred at one point. There was another oh, one that was in a, a cowboy hat. <laughs> there's a tequila <laughs> that comes. Garbage. garbage. That's what. Hold on, hold on a there's a tequila that comes in a cowboy hat. It was uh, any tequila in a cowboy hat or in a gun. Yes, that's garbage. Yeah, dude. Th- that's that's the no. Rule. This one wasn't garbage. This one was this one was potent. <laughs> like I've I've bought somebody as a gift booze that was in like a shotgun that I saw at a liquor oh, yeah. store. It was a VCR cleaner. Bad news. So <laughs> this awful. this the one brand that we had two bottles of that we started off with. They they come in clear or they can be black. Like they can be in like uh, a um what's they call it? like Moscow. Well, I, I don't know what, what – I can't remember what it's called. Well, it made you barf. Uh, I, I, I certainly – twice. <laughs> it happened twice. So, well, what do you mean twice? Like, like, uh, like I, I puked, you puked, rallied. Puke and rallied. And then puked again. <laughs> how, how far How far were the pukes apart? Uh, 
two minutes? <laughs> two, three minutes? So you, That's almost like an adverse reaction. That's not even like it was two separate, like oh, an elongated man. one. I tried to start I tried to go right back in after the first Ooh. one with a shot. And uh, it made my oh, stomach feel no. weird again, like immediately. And then, so you just your body just rejected. My my something. body was like, dude, what are you doing? And you tried to put it right back right in. Right back in. That's stubbornness. Which, by the way, which that by is the, a stubborn yes. human being. Well, right I mean, there. come on, we don't get to where we are in life by by giving up. That's true. You know That's what true. I mean? So I, I puked and I rallied, and then I puked again and I rallied again. <laughs> you're going to drink this. Yes, you're going. You're to going drink to it. accept this, body. Okay, so after the second time you barfed, yeah. did, did you keep drinking? Yes, we kept going. Oh my God, wow. what an we animal! Kept, we kept going for at least another hey. two hours. Hey, hey man, they, they do it different there at Penn State. Huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they do it different at Penn. State. You know what? That's the most impressive thing I've heard. We are. Yeah. Right. Dude, that's, <laughs> you bet your ass. I, I mean, I got to tell you, I, I haven't drank like that probably since Penn State. I, I can't recall the last time I drank double digits in beers. Like, I drank double digits. We we put them in the cooler. We sat down outside. <laughs> we we put the, the fire pit on. We grilled some steaks. We we had some great homemade mashed potatoes, skins, red skins, potatoes, and some broccoli, and it mm. all came Sounds up. Good. But it, it, it all oh came oh up. no it oh, all okay. yeah, it's all gone. Yeah. I was thinking you ate after all that. No, that was, oh no, it was before. It was like during. Okay, let me uh, ask you this. Yeah, yeah. Were were you yeah. after the second time when you continued? Did you go back to beer, or did you keep going tequila? Uh, we had ran through the bears. Like there so, was, there was, uh, so you had no choice. You had to get tequila. Yeah. There were 36 bears that disappeared <laughs> between three dudes. <laughs> I know I was responsible for double digits. That's all I'm going to stop and say. And, and then tequila, I think we emptied at least four bottles. Man. And that was, wow. that, I mean, there was, there was, there was enough of us to empty four bottles. But it, it was four bottles that, that went for a ride. Okay, let me ask you this. If you th- um, throw up on Everyone something. woke up the next morning, by the way. Like, no one left. I, I, I assumed that my house would be empty when I came downstairs for breakfast because I knew we had more steaks. So I was going to have steak and eggs and some home fries. I was make my home fries, and everyone was there. <laughs> Everyone fit, filled in where they got in. Uh, so let me, because once you, uh, when you throw up on something, yeah, whatever you throw up, um, it's done. Yeah, you can never have that food again, right? Because the yeah. memory. It's not comes the back. food that I generally won't drink again. I have a long laundry list of alcohols that I won't drink again after. I, but I well, won't. You're going to drink. Cerveza and I, tequila. I yeah. will not turn my back on those two. Okay. Yeah. I will not. <laughs> I will not. Goldslogger. Goldslogger. Like like stuff like that. <laughs> Mint juleps. Uh, there, I got a long list. Hennessy, Cavassier. Really? Uh, Crown Royal. That dark Bacardi oh. for me. If uh, I smell dark Bacardi, that's a wrap. There's there's a lot oh. of them. Uh, yeah. Mine's Presidente. Ugh. What is it? Presidente is a Mexican uh, brandy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I, I've never went to the brandy. I've never done that. 
<laughs> I, I, I've done Jack Daniels. Yeah, that. That's I won't same. do Jack. <laughs> I won't do Jack Daniels anymore. Like there, the list is long. Oh man, the list is long. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah, the list is long. But, oh. but I will not add the cerveza. I was drinking Pacifico. It was amazing. It was oh, ice Pacifico cold. Was great. It was. Yeah. It was ice cold. Yeah. It was amazing. Was it hot out? It was hot. Yeah, it was that's hot. The best. But we had that's the fireplace the going. We were drinking those, and then we broke out. To my wife is a big tequila drinker; like she wants to have her own tequila brand at some point. So we were, we were partaking in that, and we just got. I think the conversations were so amazing that we just lost track of what was going on, and and I lost track, and my belly made me pay for it. Uh, wow. Yeah. Hey, so you there you go. So well, I was kind of celebrating the avalanche. <laughs> so congratulations. You know, we were we were multitasking. <laughs> Levar, Levar was so happy for Jack Johnson yeah, that, he, uh, that he barfed twice. I, I will say minutes. I took ownership over it when we were watching the game. They're like, who are you rooting hey, for? The abs? Why? Because my hey, bro's yeah. on there. Yeah. I don't hey, even know him. If you have a drink through the cup, you fly out, come meet him. Well, everyone can line up, have a drink from it. Hey, so. you know, hey. Also, I do want to point this out. You want to know how you can tell um, that everybody was happy for him when he got his chance to raise the cup? All, the whole team on the ice was was celebrating for him. Like there were other guys like Kadri, who's you know some people are a little wishy washy on because they think he might be a little bit of a dirty player. He's got a bit of a track record. It was like oh, okay, well he's he's hoisting the cup. When Jack got it, everybody on the ice was cheering for him. Like his teammates, yeah. uh, all those guys. So that just tells you they all know what the hell he's gone through and just you know his journey going to Pittsburgh. Uh, a lot of people in Pittsburgh I, treated him unfairly. I thought in the media didn't really get a fair shake then gets there like you said had a tryout takes an injury gets on the ice and now he's a stanley cup champ what 15 yeah. 16 years into his career i, I think yeah, it is? 16 like, years and, God, then like, and he came off of a he had groin surgery he was with the rangers for you had groin surgery so he had to come off not only of of having to sit out the rest of that season but now you know not knowing if it was going to be the end or not and I haven't talked to him about, obviously, my conversations with him, and especially when I saw him in Tampa this week, were more centered around just winning the Cup, you know, and, and just the mindset and everything else But besides that. But it, I'm happy for him, man. And I, I just – I think in general, like, watching that team and even, like, the, the play when I watched last night that really epitomized why this team's a championship team. And I know it's hockey and it's NHL, and some people don't care, but if you, do, if you haven't gone to a hockey game in person – It'll change how you feel about the game, I think. And if you ever go to a playoff game, there's no way you can walk awesome. away from that and not and not be just completely thrilled with the experience. But Landeskog, when he ate that puck to his ankle last night, he was crawling <laughs> off the ice. But they knew at the very end when they had pulled the goalie and they obviously had an extra man advantage, and that's what you're going to have to do. I mean, that's one of the toughest things talking to Jack because the, the game I went to in game three, there was a five on three, and he got thrown out there at the end, and, and he just goes, man, he goes, that's, that's our job, though. He goes, we're going to have to eat a puck. He goes, I've already eaten three to the face this year. He's like, but, <laughs> but if, he goes, if that's what it takes to go win the cup, that's what I'm going to do for my team. And I was like, good God, man. That's and, awesome. and by the way, I'm looking at him, and he's got a scar on his left side of the face, scar on the right <laughs> side of his face. I mean, just from the pucks that hit him earlier this year, it's, it's been it's been a crazy season. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, so we get to uh, now. Is he going? You is he going to join us at all uh, at any point? Are we going to be able to get him on? Or uh... you know what? I think they have a parade at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. I, I will reach out and see if they're still up. I know, obviously, they were flying back um, 
after after they won. But um, I, other than talking after the after the game, I will try reaching back out to see if he's somewhat coherent. Hey, I wonder what that flight home is like for them. They're oh pro- come on, oh, there was a geez. lot of puke and rallying. One hundred percent. Yeah. And, and they're, they're already drinking out of the cup, like passing it around on the plane. Oh, uh, yeah, just you can't waste it. that moment. Yeah, I bet you some people passed out though. Just just so much excitement, just got to sleep it off. Yeah, but I can guarantee you, the ones that was rocking and rolling, they was rocking and they were rolling. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, so congratulations. Or at least to I the hope abs. so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. by, by the way, by the way, imagination. A, a Stan Kroenke. How oh yeah, <laughs> a Super Bowl and a Stanley it's Cup, unbelievable! In four months or what was it, six months time? Or yeah, been? it's un- unbelievable. Uh, yeah, he and he was on the ice there, and and they were talking about. It. I was like, wait a second, like this, this like there are owners around sports. Like Jerry Jones is crying every off season because he's like, can I please get another one? Stan kroenke has got two in two different sports in the matter of like uh, four, four months. months. Yeah, four unbelievable. Months. So well, uh, they so say that success is a process, and it's learned. It's not luck. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, and and, Just sad, that. You know? and I'm sure uh, the people of St. Louis were happy for Stan Kroenke uh, winning another uh, championship. <laughs> stick the dagger. I just let it be known. Yep. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare we are the voice of nascar the green flag is in the air and we are underway the great american race the motor racing network NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes, Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. 
Yeah, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Monday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. Uh, (laughs) Anytime you say what you say, it's the opposite. That's all I'm going to say. Anytime you claim what you claim, it's the opposite. By the way, somebody tweeted to me uh, over the weekend. (laughs) Somebody tweeted me over the weekend. They're like, God, I wish you guys were on TV. And I said, we'd be thrown off. (laughs) There's no, like, it's not happening. cable. Nobody wants that. Cable. It's a bad idea. (laughs) Our show would work on cable. You know, you just can't be on regular TV. Yeah, it would work on cable. The problem is there's, there's sometimes too many distractions. I think so. that that would be a part of the the allure of the show. Cause True. That, that bat, like, that they bat don't deal know was what, crazy. They don't know. Well, yeah, that was crazy. That. that doesn't happen that often, yeah. does it? No, not often. But you, every once in a while, you'll see a roach with his family. They're they're relocating. Yeah. They were evicted, and they were trying to find a different place to live. You'll see that take place up in there. Berto and Lee are a show all in their selves. So, people, yeah, people were able to see that aspect of, of the show. <laughs> There's that entertainment aspect of it, and then well, Jonas Lee did kill the bat, right? J- listen, I'm, yeah, decapitated I'm not, it. I'm not trying to get Lee like caught up into like no things with Peta, but he destroyed that little thing, yeah. man. He destroyed it. <laughs> he did. I mean, he when did. I looked at it, it was like, bro, like he was like, no, it was just trying to crawl out, and it got, and I was trying to, but like, no, bro. That thing was obliterated. Like, it, 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 that was an assassination, man. That, that was, yeah. Yeah, it was bad, Brady. It was. When it Ozzy Osbourne on that bat. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Bad all the way around. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Lead, lead the lap. Uh, killer You know, bats. it's weird. It's younger generations, I don't think, realize how crazy Ozzy Osbourne was. Mm. He snorted yes. a row of fire ants. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a true story. He, like the guy was insane. Uh, and by the way, have you heard him do the uh, seventh inning stretch at Wrigley Field? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Talk about not caring. Uh, not caring. Like I know I do my my deals when I'm doing the songs on the intros, but I mean he took that to a whole nother level. <laughs> do we have that? We gotta have that somewhere in the system. He took that to a whole uh, entirely just, different. That's level, somebody man. who not only uh, was not coherent, but also somebody who had no idea what. Wrigley Field was what, what the baseball words were, was the like, words and they give you a script I think one, don't they here it two, is three, <laughs> let's go out to the to watch the show. Yeah, let's get some runs. Come on, don't mess around. Let's get some runs. <laughs> he might be the only one in the history of doing the song that could actually get away with it. 
Oh, yeah. He could yeah. get away with it. It's, it just uh, is what it is. Um, and, and then uh, what, was, what was the other one? I know Mike Dick had a bad one. Uh, and then Carl Lewis doing oh, the uh, Star Carl Spangled Lewis. Banner. Yeah, he butchered that one up oh, pretty good. Oh, my God. Like, that one is hilarious. That was a real good butchering because, you know what? At least Ozzy just don't give an – like, he does not – he zero Fs about it. Carl Lewis really wanted to perform that Star Spangled Banner, the national anthem. He wanted to kill it. He thought he was about to hit a Whitney. He he should have recorded it. Now that I know that, now that you broke my heart and told me it was – Carl Lewis should have recorded that joint or had somebody record like Luther Vandross or somebody record it for him and him lip sync it. <laughs> the best is when he realizes oh. – <laughs> oh, no. Oh no. Oh no. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm gonna make up for it now. The free and the rockets. Red flag. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Imagine that. I'm gonna make up for it now. I. I mean, never mind the fact that he left out half the uh, dash lane. It's just so bad. Hey, you can be the fastest man on the planet, but that don't mean you can sing the national anthem. Oh, man, oh, man. Uh, (laughs) So... Uh, you, know, you could kill it on Crazy Train. That doesn't mean that you can do it's just, <laughs> the ballpark song. <laughs> it's just so bad. But Brady, you did the seventh Uh-oh. inning stretch, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did it with some of my linemen, though. So you could, like, cover up my voice and actually do but, it. But they they give you a script, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I think yeah, they, but, I mean, I, you know the song. Yeah. I mean, you should at least. Wow. So. Uh, she did. Uh-oh. 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 And the Rockets. Red uh-oh. <laughs> did you hear the Did you hear the crowd? Did you hear the crowd? Did you hear the crowd before he said uh-oh? <laughs> Listen to the crowd one more time. Listen and to the rockets. Red flag. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded like somebody had tased him. <laughs> like right at that moment, somebody put a taser right under his armpit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Oh, like you, you know the part in Casino <sighs> where they're trying to throw the guys out for cheating, and they pull out that taser, and they stick it under the guy's yeah, armpit? And they just like, drag That's him. what he sounded Get like. Get him and drag him. Oh, man. Oh, that is awful. Oh, Carl Lewis. Shouts out to Carl Lewis. <laughs> yeah, One of the greats. Out. Um, all right, it's uh, <laughs> Berto can Lee and Berto are dead. That's it's a Uh-oh. show in itself. Uh oh, come on, one more time, one more time, one more time. <laughs> and the Rockets, Red Flag. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think that? What do you think was going through his body at that point, where he realized? Oh, oh I really my messed God, up. It's over. Hey, but but I'm Carl Lewis, so I'm a, I'm gonna make it up to You'll y'all. Right. I'm gonna make it up yeah. to y'all. I'm gonna make it up to you. Make it up. Make it up now. I mean, finish the song. That's how you want to make it up to us. God, don't butcher, (laughs) don't butcher our national anthem anymore. Just, just wrap it up. That is unbelievable. Uh oh. Uh oh. (laughs) I'm gonna make it up to y'all though. Hold on.
<laughs> hold on, uh-uh. hold on. Let me let me. By get, the way, let me find my vocal cords. Some, if you were a minor league team somewhere, wouldn't you wouldn't you bring him on to do the seven uh, do uh, the Star Spangled Banner at some point again? No. Why not? Why not? You can't disrespect For that. our song, man. Yeah, no way. Okay, but hey, listen, we want to give you another chance. Like use it as promotion. Can, can I tell a funny story real quick? So I was at a charity basketball game because this is what this brings about. I was at a charity basketball game. And we we were doing the national anthem before the game started. And they were like, critically acclaimed, award-winning artist Mary J. Blige's sister. (laughs) (laughs) And if you think Carl Lewis jacked up that song. Man. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mary J. I love you. You the queen. But, man, your sister tore that song <laughs> all the way apart. We was, by the time we got midway through, we was like, well, <laughs> vocal cords do not, oh, it is not man. necessarily hereditary to every single sibling in the family. It didn't, it, she did not get the singing oh, trick. So good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She did <laughs> so, not get it. Uh oh. Well, you know, with yeah. uh, with 4th of July uh, right around the corner, there's uh, Carl Lewis. Uh, oh, with a little, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> with a classic. Singing to the fireworks. Yeah. Just uh, just amazing work. By yeah, there Carl we go. Lewis. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. 
Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Uh, here is the uh, the very latest on the uh, Deshaun Watson situation, the story that won't go away. All right, so there's a lot here. Uh, Andrew Beaton of the Wall Street Journal reported over the weekend that the NFL is pushing for an indefinite suspension of Deshaun Watson, and they won't accept anything shorter than one season at minimum. Uh, the NFL reportedly uh, has zeroed in on five cases that the Wall Street Journal says are particularly damning that include, quote, contemporaneous evidence that makes the cases objectively provable, and they're also pushing for the indefinite suspension as flexibility in case any more allegations come up. The NFLPA obviously uh, going to defend uh, Deshaun Watson and their plan is to use uh, comps uh, and and point to other punishments that have been handed down because this would be unprecedented, but other punishments for owners, players, et cetera, et cetera. The disciplinary uh, hearing is coming up on Tuesday. So that's where we stand on Deshaun Watson, which is code for uh, he and the Cleveland Browns are screwed. Uh, that's going uh, to go ahead and do it for the 20. 20- <laughs> 22 season that ain't code that's true <laughs> <laughs> ain't no code needed ain't no oh morris code God. no pass code no code oh. reading between the lines no. oh, nope. oh what a disaster nope. okay so so here's why i have a hard time leading off on this subject today because everyone thinks I'm biased, right? Like I grew up rooting for the Browns. I, I've pulled for the Browns my entire life. I got drafted there. I experienced kind of what you're, you're seeing right now, like the decision-making really from, from the top down. And this is an ownership decision. You didn't bring in Deshaun Watson. You didn't trade for him. You didn't sign him to that contract unless you have Jimmy and D. Haslam, the owners, the majority owners in Cleveland, signing off on this. So, uh, look, I'm, I'm biased because of my experience. But this is a prime example of why some organizations are just dumpster fires. And even when it's talented, even when they've made a recent playoff run, or, or I should say at least won a game in the playoffs, and it looks optimistic, this is why they can't sustain itself. It's because they go make the type of move they did this offseason, obviously not having all the information. Clearly, if there was four more pending lawsuits or allegations out there. And I know Deshaun Watson settled the other 20 at this point, but as we talked about all along, that doesn't exclude him from being punished by the NFL. And, and because of the way the other four lawsuits have come out, even since they have, you know, the Browns traded for him, signed him to that deal, he's put himself in a situation where they, they're going to have to suspend him for a year indefinitely because they don't know. Like, no one has ever handled this sort of situation before in any professional sports league. It is so unique. And yet the Browns, they, they, they took the chance to sign this dude to the biggest contract in NFL history thinking they were good. I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I look back and you see a number of organizations that are just going to struggle. And I, I, it's hard for me not to feel like this organization is always going to struggle. Uh you know, it's like one of those moments where it's like we don't even have the resources put into knowing 
as much about what's going on with Deshaun Watson's situation as the Browns or other teams around the league may, you know, would have have used. You're looking at all these other teams, and the deciding factor was we're not guaranteeing it. Right. We're not guaranteeing it. Yeah. Right? And it's like you got the one time that the one team that says, well, it's our chance. This is our opportunity. Let's step up to the plate because this is going to give us what we need for the – like to me, I look at it like this. I thought it was – somewhat strange as long as this has been kind of lingering and and all of the information that continues to surface i just think it became more and more strange to want to attach your brand to a toxic commodity it's toxic and and it's like i know people are like well it's innocent till proven guilty or you feel like he's innocent because he didn't get legal charges or or uh, uh criminal charges you know, that that stuck or anything like that. As you've mentioned the entire time, Q, that does not mean that he is is not <laughs> he didn't do something wrong. It's clear from the evidence that continues to surface that the dude has done some things that are not correct. I just find it hard to believe that you would give a man coming off of all the the, the scenarios you didn't play for the team last year. You said, I'm leaving. You're disgruntled. Then it turns into all of these cases of of women saying that you were inappropriate and uh, amongst other things with them in these massage sessions. And, and now you force your way into a trade and you end up going to the Browns. Did the Browns think that he wasn't going to be punished or did he, did they think that he was, that the NFL was going to take this lightly? Like, I mean, just because if you actually go back and think about it, like 22 were there. Like, I mean, these other four have taken it to another level, but there were still 22 that were there. And we were talking about this uh, uh, on Friday, Brady, that I wonder if, the motivation for him to settle, because we were wondering why now, why is he settling now? If the motivation for him to settle the 20 of 24 was maybe that they had the initial hearing on what the NFL was proposing as a punishment, and maybe that enticed Deshaun Watson to get as many settled, thinking, okay, if we get all these settled, maybe uh, you know we're not looking at a two-year or an indefinite suspension. Maybe that'll help my cause. But it's just the idea that the Browns thought we could just make this move and we could just land this guy, and then uh, everything will work itself out, and we're going to be fine here. If you just go back and think about it, there were 22 cases out there I wanted and to more ask, investigations and on going Friday, on. Friday, I wanted to ask you, is there any way that the Browns, in some way, shape, form, or manner, based off of if these, these you know allegations hold him out from playing, that the Browns are able to recoup any of that guaranteed money? You know, I I don't know if I if I have the answer to that only because the people that I've talked to in Cleveland, it was before the additional allegations and lawsuits came out, and I don't know how those factor into it. But my inclination was, and from the people I talked to, that they believe when he signed that deal, they had taken into account the Cleveland Browns have taken into account everything that he had done up to that point. And they are they jumped in the boat with him. And and they're you know, they weren't gonna claw back any guarantees or anything. 
for anything that was already known, that had already been done. And I would imagine, and this is just me speculating now, that they probably wrote, meaning his agent and his team, probably wrote into the contract on behalf of Deshaun Watson that, hey, more of these could come out. But you're not going to pull back any of these guarantee. When we say guarantee, it's guaranteed. It's only if he does something in this time frame in which he has now become a Brown or he's, you know playing for your team. I, I believe that is how they've protected those guarantees within that contract. I don't think there's anything right now that the Browns can do to claw back mm. the monies that they have guaranteed to Deshaun Watson at this point. I mean, some people have speculated, you know, could they reverse the trade? Reverse the trade? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've, the, the Texans have used um, one of those draft picks. Watson's been up there practicing. Like, how's that going to work? So, look, the Browns made this bed, and now they have to land it. And and the most interesting thing now becomes what role, if any, is Baker going to Mayfield play in all of this? Because we can speculate and act like they could put that toothpaste back in the bottle or back in the tube after probably how he feels like they treated him. But I don't don't think that's going to happen. I'll put it this way. We, we know Baker to be more of an emotional guy, and, and he kind of you know, wears his, his emotions on his sleeve. Matt Ryan, they call him Matty Ice. Like, he doesn't show his emotions a lot with all this. But when Atlanta was snooping around for Deshaun Watson, he even said, he admitted when he was now up in Indianapolis, he said if they didn't do that, he probably wouldn't be there. Yeah. So if that's how Matt Ryan acted, I don't know that Baker Mayfield's going to be any different thinking that I don't want to be any part of this organization for the way they've treated me and how they've handled this whole deal. I mean, that's pretty damning to to put Baker Mayfield. Like, you can say a lot of things about, you know, if you're feeling an opinion about Baker Mayfield as it applies to a lot of different topics, I guess, but as it applies to how it compares to Deshaun Watson, I mean, it, it makes it – makes, Baker Mayfield seemed like that's just like okay deal deal with the growing pains of it. having yeah. having Baker Mayfield like you are yeah. you got to be having tremendous tremendous buyer's remorse right now if you're the Cleveland Browns uh, let me ask you guys this Do you, can you think of cuz I actually I believe this to be true this is the worst trade slash signing in the history of the NFL it's definitely the most expensive one I, like, it sure as hell looks like it right now. Because it, the only the only other th- comparisons you can make is if you make a, a deal for somebody or you make a move uh, and, an, and an injury pops up. But it's like injury, you can't do anything about I, it. I, it's, it's I'm some- going to go out on a limb. And I think I said this before, and I limited it to the NFL. Now, I may be ignorant to some other situations in other sports. So if I am, um, it is what it is. But this might be the worst deal ever done in the history of sports. I, yeah, I can't think of any other because all of this was avoidable. There have been some horrible things that have happened. You know, people have taken other people's lives. There have been some, like, people that have had opportunities that, you know, after, you know, something bad has happened. But this in the moment, just trying to jog my mind, and, and as we've gone over this, through the weeks, this is by far top of mind the the worst deal ever done, maybe in sports, in professional sports. 
period. Because it's not like signing a player who goes to a team and just falls off a cliff. Like that's, you know, that's just a guy who gets paid and then his career takes a, a, a path down nowhereville. And, and it's like, okay, well, you know, he just, he wasn't what the guy we thought he was <laughs> or he got old. And that's the case. All of this was avoidable. Yeah. Like you, you didn't have to make the deal for him and give up what you did. But you did, knowing the 22 lawsuits were out <laughs> and, there. But then you reset the market yeah. for for every quarterback like, in the league with a guy that may not even play another game. It, it's like, like all of this is what – and you burn the bridge with the quarterback who won you a playoff game in Pittsburgh. Like the whole thing was avoidable. It's the I can't think of a worse trade slash signing in the history of the league. And, and to your point, maybe even in sports. It might be in sports. It's unbelievable. I mean, I I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a worse deal ever done in sports. Let's go pay a guy two hundred and thirty million guaranteed, who's not going to play for another year after already not playing for a year. And could I mean, in all seriousness, suspension. Oh my god! Like, like, what do you think that meeting room looks like when everyone's sitting around the table? After trading for Watson, what's he been there like three it's months like now? That, that yeah. spi- it's like that Spider-Man meme where everybody's pointing at the pointing other at Spider-Man. Other. <laughs> it's like, you did this. Oh, my God. Don't point at me. You did this. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the brownies, baby. Uh, <laughs> That's so true. It is the Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, if I was a coach in that, in that organization, I'd have all my S packed up in a box ready to go. Like, if I'm in the front <laughs> office, oh, yeah, you're, you're I got ready. all my stuff packed you're, up, ready to go. Like, Hey, you're on a month-to-month rental. You don't unpack. <laughs> no. You rent everything oh, you can, and you say, God, well, the day's man. eventually going to come. And <laughs> wherever my home is in the off-season or when I didn't have this job, that's where wife and kids are going to be. Everybody's going to be where we really live like now don't even come here like we're going to be in i'm gonna be in a one-bedroom apartment i'm gonna rent that joint month to month lease that we up we ready to go it's just ready to rock fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.